Hello and welcome to the second bonus episode of the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we have a bit of a musical treat for you as I am going to go in and fully review the songs of season one for you. Now this is going to be a bit more instant feedbacky rather than taking notes and stuff because I'm just going to watch the songs again and um, see what I think and just report on it directly. Hopefully it won't get too messy. But um, just so I'm not the only one enjoying the fun, I will play little snippets of the song for you as well so you can get a basic understanding of what I'm, um, you know talking about <laughs> and to give credit where credit is due i will tell you uh, a good place to just listen to the songs without um without seeing the animations for them is the channel sunil novella nevla 45 excuse me not novella i keep getting that confused because they have like a playlist of like just the pure soundtracks she also has the songs in numerous different languages so if you're listening to this and don't speak english as a primary language uh you can go in and find uh an arabic version of uh you know these songs if you want or a french version or a romanian version Either way, it's a pretty nice channel if you want to see a bunch of different versions of these songs. So, with that out of the way, let's begin. And I guess for this season and this season only, I'm also including the intro song. Because I guess it makes sense to do it there. So... Yeah, first we're going to have a look at the theme song, and uh, I'll see you in a bit. And for those of you uh, who have listened to the previous bonus episode, you know that that is the actual theme this time the one that they use in the show and not the one that i used last time where it was someone else singing that's really the only difference so thoughts on this song i guess it's not terrible um you know i kind of like the style kind of like a light pop rocky song it it very much captures the essence of the show and that it's like kind of light but kind of uh you know upbeat and bouncy as well and and you know it works for the show i mean i don't ever skip the intro whenever uh like i'm recording these although usually that's to help uh alleviate some of the note taking but it's still a pretty good song nonetheless it's it's very much you know as good as it can be for what it is <laughs> that's the new tagline of the show which one this one i don't know <laughs> okay I do like, though, how the visuals capture the personalities of the um, characters rather well. Like, you get, like, snippets of what they're like. And, you know, it just kind of sort of prepares you for the rest of the show. If you aren't watching all of them in order. Like, 
I am for this podcast. <laughs> but either way, this leads nicely to the next song, which is The Littlest Pet Shop Pets, which is from uh, the first part of Blythe's Big Adventure, where Zoe is introducing all of the pets. So, yep. I'll see you on the other side. So, I actually really like that song. Like, unironically. It's probably one of the best songs of the season, if not of the show. It's also probably the longest song in the show. Like, it's almost three minutes, where, like, most of the other songs are about one to two minutes. And, uh... Like, honestly, they do a lot. Like, the song, like, kind of just goes into more detail about the pets uh, than, like, the theme song does. Like, with the animation, I mean. But, like, like, this is a song just about the pets. And, again, I think the style matches the show very well. It's still kind of light. But it's also energetic and, like, back and forth, uh, like, between the, like, parts where there's, like, a lot of stuff happening with the music and not a lot of stuff happening with the music so that we can see snippets of what life is like at the pet shop, which happens in the song. I think it's really well done and I especially like the um like the more like when it's not doing so much with the music cuz like you can hear like just the drum beat in the background and nothing else about the song and that drum beat really carries like the rest of the song like it's really good honestly and like, honestly, I also think the song is incredibly catchy. Especially, like, because, like, it says Littlest twice in succession. It's like, Littlest, Littlest, Pet Shop Pants. And then that that's kind of, like, the hook that gets you. And, like I said, the animation for this, or the scene that's playing out, uh... It's actually really well done, too. And, yeah, it's also very well choreographed. It almost seems like the pets practice this, like, in case this happens. Which is weird. Like, what are the odds that this happens? And, like, what are the odds going to happen again? Like, you're, you're, you're putting in all of this choreography, really well-done choreography, mind you, for something that has, like, maybe a 5% chance of happening at best until, like, the human-like evolution catches up and you are human-sized. Although I guess you wouldn't be the littlest pet shop pets anymore. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no, this is serious. I cannot escape any of this. Uh, uh, okay, but still, but still, good song nonetheless. So, next, we are going to go over the song uh, Dance Like You Know You Can from Gale Break, which is apparently Zoe's kryptonite, and she cannot resist dancing to it. 
So yeah, I'll see you after that. Honestly, it's not a bad song, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I didn't really know it too well until doing the podcast. Because, honestly, I didn't really like Gale Break that much. And that being the shortest episode, you could probably tell why. I was just really bored with it. But, like, I don't know. The song itself is, like, fine and i actually think i figured out why it's zoe's kryptonite it's because like the only actual lyrics of the song are like a really bassy guy going dance like you know you can but like zoe made up lyrics and a dance for it like it's really well done on her part if I'm being completely honest like she loves this song so much that she just came up with lyrics and a dance for it and honestly it's not a terrible song like I've been saying it actually kind of reminds me of like maybe Eurobeat music I don't know I just I have like I've been listening to a lot of Stamp on the Ground recently, and I don't know, it sounds vaguely similar. Not entirely similar, but, you know, vaguely. So, I guess that would be it for that. So, our next song is uh, BFFs from um, Penny for Your Laughs. And this is the song where the biscuits uh implanted their biscuit energy in Blythe for a bit until it mostly snapped out of her. I honestly cannot get away from any of my running gags this time. So let's just go into it, shall we? I noticed just doing this just going through the songs as they are without the rest of the episodes to contextualize them is that this song feels creepy (laughs) I mean I guess it's a villain song so it's supposed to be creepy but it's still like really creepy it's like it's like a hypnotic trance that like yeah just be our friend be our friend it's hypnotizing you into doing that which I mean I guess worked in Blythe's case (laughs) like it it like opened her up to the suggestion of letting the biscuit energy in her in the first place and like like it like the the song itself feels like pop trash, you know, just like like all of the pop songs you don't like. <laughs> like it it feels like it's all style and no substance. And I guess that goes back into like the visuals as well cuz like It's just be our friend and you get all of this amazing stuff that feels very much like it's just trying to sell you something. Very much like like a Bratz thing. You know, I complained about that during the episode and I'm complaining about it here. Never escape. Never escape. Okay. Another thing that is very, very odd 
is that like whenever Blythe interjects, you can tell the different styles that are being meshed. You can just tell like the biscuits are just singing to get something and they're just like not even trying whereas when Blythe is singing she generally sings from the heart and you can just tell these two people or three people rather like one set of two and one set of one do not mix because like Blythe feels very genuine and the biscuits feel manufactured and holy crapoli does it show although I do have to admit Francois dancing is pretty good like I mean it was like 2012 when this came out so I'm doing more or less the Gangnam style dance was still new and fine at the time it's still fun I guess so, I guess that's about it for that song. Holy crap. I'm just glad Terriers and Tiaras does not have a song. Otherwise, I'd be trapped in that again. So, the next song we'll be going over is still from uh, Penny for Your Laughs. It's the I'm Sorry song. And hopefully, it's not as creepy. <laughs> so, here we go. I try again Just doing what I can to make us friends But every step I take just seems to end End with me Making you a misery I guess I should say now That I could not get a clean rip of these songs uh, the best I could do is like a rip from the episode directly so it has like some of the background noises that you've heard like the popping of the balloon or penny ling falling out of a hammock so as for the song itself it's uh it's a pretty good song you know it's a sad song for sure, but I mean, that's the goal of the song. It's like Pepper expressing remorse for making Penneling feel really bad. And I mean, I don't know if there's much else to say about it other than that, because like, it's a sad song. It's doing its job. It's uh, pretty good at it. It's not like it's a bad song so I guess uh, that does it for this I mean I don't have much to say it's just what it is it's sad and you know it's supposed to be it's I'm being redundant I'm gonna move on uh, so the next song is from Russell Up Some Fun. It's the Be Yourself Just Like You song. So let's go on to that one, shall we? Just dress in your own style. You don't need to impress. Just threw out all my clothes. Tell me where you got that dress. You can't think for yourself. Just say what's on your mind. What you said is perfect. I've got to memorize that line. Um, so I guess the first thing I'll say about that song is that it feels like Disney or Disney Channel-esque. Maybe more Disney Channel, like Disney Channel movie thing, not Disney Channel, like, shows. 
Although maybe Disney XD and Disney Channel are two different things at this point. It's complicated to know what I'm talking about, but I'm I'm more like, you know, the live action uh side. You know, I'm not talking about like like the good stuff. Whatever. I'm I'm just going to keep going with it. So, uh it's a it's a pretty good song or at least okay it's it, i mean it's not a favorite of mine of like the season or the show but i mean again it gets the job done it like demonstrates both sides of like you know it the song is even like called be yourself slash just like you so it's like it captures both of that very well. Like, Blythe's almost never-ending patience with Sue, and Sue just not getting it, and just wanting to be like Blythe no matter what. When, like, Blythe is directly telling her that you are the best you you can be. Not someone else, just you. And, like, I don't know, the the beat is fine. It's all fine. I like it. Like and I guess I I did mention like the thing with the mirror in the episode proper. And like like but like throughout the song itself you see like Blythe really trying to both like avoid Sue and try to set her straight while Sue's just like really not getting it. It's, it's, you know, pretty good at what it does. So, uh, <laughs> I guess that'll be that for, um, this. So on to the next one, still from Russell Up Some Fun. It is fun being fun. And since that's a ska song, I cannot wait to go through it in depth for you. So here goes. I do not care what's wrong or right. I never floss my teeth at night. You'll never hear me be uptight. That's how fun it is being fun. Don't dot my eyes across my teeth. Don't strain my runny cottage cheese. Don't separate my socks and tees. That's how fun it is. So, yeah, that was a thing. Honestly, like, it's a pretty good ska song. I don't know if I would say it's the best ska song, but I don't think it's necessarily trying to be. I mean, I guess this is also the first song so far in the series that doesn't really match the style of the show and it's just like a different song style just for the heck of it but like for all of the songs that do that they're not bad at it and with this being the first one it's it's a pretty decent ska song all things considered like I I like the like guitar part that was just like it it feels like you could windmill with your arm that part you know like just like keep rotating it without uh like stopping but like uh the the horns are really well implemented I like the bass Oh, uh, and I could hear it. And it was just a really fun song, which, I mean, I guess that's why they chose Ska for this, because, like, the, the song has fun twice in the title, okay? It's supposed to be pretty fun. As for, like, 
the animation stuff and I guess the lyrics because they're reflective of the animation. It's like really interesting to see like what Russell considers fun because like he's pretending to be this wild and crazy fun person and like some of it all like is sensible like having a tire swing or doing karaoke but then there's like bits where like just spend all your money without a care or just get lost in the back alley somewhere that's fun to Russell because like he doesn't know what actual fun is and like it seems like fun is in like is things that Russell avoids to Russell but in actuality it's just like stuff you do for your own personal enjoyment and you know it's very interesting uh, the last thing I will say is that when Russell is on the street uh, there's just this woman who like dances oddly and like in place it's a little weird just looking at it you know like if you're casually watching you can miss it but like if you're focusing like I am it it's just a little off so for the next song ooh, ooh, I like this one it's the crush song from Blythe's crush that Zoe sings oh i I mean, I'll get into it, but, I mean, you know I already like the song, come on. But let's see what else I have to say about it. I mean, this is just such a good song. I really, really like this song. So, uh, I guess as to why I like it, I, just, I guess I just really like this style. And I guess it fits with the show, but, like, I don't know. It seems, like, better than, like, a lot of the other songs that fit the style of the show. It almost feels, like, first track of a fallout boy album kind of song you know like it's like catchy and fun and like really just pretty really good ah i'm getting a little tired so my uh my speaking might not be at its best especially because i'm doing this off the cuff instead of having notes prepared but I mean honestly this is just a really good song and a style I really enjoy and like even like the subject about having a crush it's like really good I, I, I'm I like as you know I am pure shipping trash so I like romance songs or songs about romance and this is sort of about that. And, you know, it's just it's just a really good song. As for, like, things I've noticed about the animation, um, I did mention the, like, uh, body surfing scene. Uh, crowd surfing, excuse me. I am really tired. And I've still got a ways to go. But, I mean, it's not going to be that bad for future seasons this is the season with the most songs in it i know that much anyway um where where am i oh yeah yeah like i really like the crowd surfing scene like i i went into that in the episode proper and i don't think i can do it better here but the other thing i noticed is that this does not seem to be zoe's first time going up on stage and taking the mic and performing. 
Like, she does it, like, in one fell swoop. And, like, she knocks the mic down. Just with one motion. And she knows how to play to the crowd, even if the crowd isn't necessarily understanding her. Uh, so... I guess that's it for Crush. So the next song is from Dumb Dumbwaiter, and it's If You're a Guy. So let's get into that. If you're a guy, you don't need any girls. Come on, let's try to do some manly dance twirls. Wah! Oh, yeah! Ooh, ooh, you can burp without fear. You can scratch it when it itches. I tried to tell you. Uh, as you can tell, that was like a like a '50s style or like greaser style or maybe just grease style uh, song, and it's just about being a guy. And you know, it's it's good for what it is. Again, it doesn't really fit the show terribly well but I mean it's pretty good for being like a grease greaser song grease grease just grease the grease 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 <laughs> I am seriously tired um uh like like I mean it, it knows what to do and when to do it and Sunil constantly messing up the song is pretty funny in its own right. Other than that, I don't think I have like too much to say about it. Ah, you can really tell I'm tired because I keep lowering how much I'm talking about a song. But honestly, I don't think there's too much to talk about. It's It's like a pretty good song that just knows what to do. And it has some funny moments in it. And, like, I didn't really notice anything about the animation that stood out this time. So, I guess we are on to the next song from, uh, So You Skink You Can Dance. It is, uh, Gotta Get to the Studio. So, let's get to it. Well, we gotta get to the studio. Will be through, yo. I'll teach you dance moves like you never knew, yo. When we get to the television studio, come on. So I initially said this was like a stomp style song. What I meant there is like, it's more like really percussion heavy. And I think I have a better comparison, actually. But hopefully you got what I meant. It's like a very percussion-heavy song. And uh, one of the things I like about it is that a lot of the percussion-y stuff actually, like, comes from the lizards, like, beating on different things, like a drum. And I think that's an interesting touch that, like, works with the setting so my better comparison is this sounds like it could be used for a spyro level like a classic spyro level like the original trilogy and i mean i guess being percussion heavy like it's not out of the realm of possibility because it was done by the drummer for the police the Spyro soundtrack, I mean. Not this song. I don't know if they worked on this song. But um, I guess the other thing I like about the animation is, like, Elzard's crew looks very West Coast. Like, California-y. While Vinny looks definitely New York-y, downtown city, East Coast-y. You know? And I like how it is different 
So, I mean, I guess the song itself, uh, I should go into it a bit more. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good song, actually. Probably, like, one of the better of this season. And, uh, it's fun and delightful and just, like, percussion heavy. And I like, I like how it keeps its rhythm while also mixing it up a lot. So... That should be it for this song. For the next song, we are going into Superstar Life from um, Lights, Camera, Mongoose. So, ready, set, go. A butler stands by every door To open it myself seems such a chore I've got more money than you can see My Swiss bank account's in Germany One course, two course, three course, four Every meal takes three hours or more Steak's too thick, well, what do I do? I just pay some money as to two Yeah, this is a Bollywood-esque song but it's really fun, you know? I guess, like, it's... It's about the life Sharuk wants to live as a superstar, but it's not the one he's getting away from, and that's kind of funny. I mean, as for the style itself, it is another one of those songs that doesn't fit the show... But, like, like I said, none of those are really bad, per se. It's just, it's just weird that they don't keep a consistent tone after a while. <laughs> but, like, it's a fun show, and I can, like, see the influence. And, like, honestly, if you change some of the in instrumentation, or the instruments, rather, not the instrumentation... It could sound a bit different. It's like not different. It, um, how do I put this? Like, if you change the instruments, it feels like it could be a Western song. I guess I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Exactly. I mean, I mean, yeah, like, in India is, like, a rich, vibrant culture, but it, it seems really interesting that, like, music can sound similar and different at the same time. And I just think this is, like, a really fun track with, like, a lot of really funny and memorable lines. Like, uh, like there's the bit about how his Swiss bank account is in Germany. And then there's also like, I want you to cry for me at the end. And also like, he, he asks for a dance solo after um, he asks Russell and Vinny to pick him up. So uh, then he says like, I like what I'm seeing. I'm not doing it, but you do it so well. And it's just fun. <laughs> like, another thing is, um, a, like, since it is a Bollywood-style song, like, all of the characters are dressed in uh, Indian attire. And I like how each character is wearing something different and how like vibrant and different uh like their costumes look and how each costume kind of fits the character a little bit uh let's see it is also amusing that Sharuk is uh dancing with all of the female pets like he just wants them all and that's that's another thing that's hilarious about this song overall this is a very very funny song and uh yeah
Uh, so I guess that's about it. So the next song is the sweet shop from uh, uh, Topped with Buttercream. Let's enjoy this song. I have to say, being in high school choir, especially one that you really like, you develop a soft spot for uh, doo-wop style songs or like vocal harmony, you know? This is another just fun song. And again, even though it doesn't match the... um you know, style of the show, necessarily. I really like it. I like how, like, all of the voices have, like, distinct parts, and they are harmonizing beautifully. And, uh, as in terms of the animation, I really like how, uh, how grand the sweets are in this, even though it goes into Lord of the Flies, and it shouldn't be grand, but, I mean, for right now, when it's just a fun vocal harmony, doo-wop-y 50s song, it's fun, and, like, this whole thing is just fun, and, uh, honestly, I mean, I think I'm getting a sense for like, song patterns. Like, there's fun songs, there's really good songs that aren't fun, then there are eh songs? I mean, there's one sad song, but... Anyway... This is just fun and really well done. Ah, I love... I love myself some vocal harmony. I mean... If if it wasn't done together, I don't know if I could tell. I think someone else could tell, but either way, I really hope it was done together cuz like that that's that's how you get the most out of like a good vocal harmony song. Like it's really good. So where are we? We are at Oh, right. So you may have noticed I've been skipping a few, like, less than half a minute songs on this. If you're really into The Lost Pet Shop. But I am going to put one song in that's less than a minute. And it's this next one. And I'm doing it because it's magic. I am, of course, referring to the howdy do song from a uh, helicopter dad let's just just enjoy it okay howdy do howdy do i like to skip in a circle with you howdy do howdy do rainbows are nice and so are you pure magic okay <laughs> So, our next song is the Humanarian song from, uh, what did you say? So, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's get into that one now, shall we? I keep using that as a transition, but it's really hard to come up with different transitions when you're tired and you have to do some actual editing work to get these in so let's just let's just go on with it
So, this is an 80s song. It is aggressively 80s. Like, unimaginably so. They really know how to, like, capture that 80s charm in air quotes. <laughs> but, like, honestly, yeah, this is just another one of the fun songs on the soundtrack and it is just super fun even though it is about a kind of serious subject but like it is so overly 80s that it just drags like the seriousness of the situation kicking and screaming into fun territory and honestly that is amazing uh i mean not now i'm just thinking of uh nothing can divide us because i listened to the unmade podcast and that came up recently uh but it's like that kind of 80s thing and one more thing before i jump into a more serious part i cannot believe i didn't notice this until now but they gave russell an honest to goodness flock of seagulls haircut and i cannot believe i didn't notice that that is the funniest thing oh goodness oh uh, uh, but now i gotta bring myself down Cause I gotta talk about the one thing in this show that is kind of eh for me. <laughs> so, so uh, I I after looking at this again, I do have to wonder: Do the rest of the pets know that Russell might have a thing for Blythe? Cause they're asking him to be her humanarian that just kind of sounds sketchy and i'm using humanarian the silly word and it still sounds weird uh like is that why penny ling is making a move on minnie because she knows that russell might be out of reach or at least thinks he might be oh this is this is all horrible. All of this I am saying is horrible, but it's like 1.30 in the morning. I am super tired when I'm recording this, but... Uh, you know, other than that, the song is just fun and overly 80s. And, like, all of, like, the shapes and colors are 80s. You know what? I, like, my favorite part is actually, like, Sunil in all of this. Because, like, for most of the song, he's, like, stone-faced. And that's just funny. Although, I have to say, I really love Russell's Flock of Seagulls. So, that's enough of that. We are now going on to... Uh, Miss Sanity, if you please, from Lots of Luck. So, here we go. So, the last song was overly 80s. This song is maybe the right amount of 60s. 
It's just like an early Beatles or Monkeys song, you know? It's just like early white rock, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, like, for what it is, it's pretty good. And, like, it on top of the montage of Mrs. Twombly just doing her art of kung fu quilting is impressive. And, you know, I would say this doesn't fit the style, but since it were actually going back to the past... Okay, I seriously had to resist all of my urges to continue with the Samurai Jack theme. But, uh, since we're, like, in the past, it kind of fits. And since it's, like, the right amount of 60s as well in the music, it's very well done and maybe a little tasteful even. Like, I like all of the stunts she does and all of the, like, crowd reactions to it. Because it, it's interesting for sure. And, like, this song just, like, captures the moment, I say. So, for our next song, we're gonna do... Oh, right. We're gonna do Wolfified. We're heading back to the 80s style of music, everyone. So, let's go. There's something moving out through the night You got that sickly sinking feeling that something isn't right You run to find a shelter, lock in the door But behind you there's a shadow crawling across the floor You turn to scream It seems a little mean knees are shaking Cold sweat and your hearts are racing Those claws, those teeth Who's that underneath? Is that a hedgehog? Your eyes can't believe Well, what did I tell you? As thriller as it can be without being thriller. It's just that. Luckily, thriller is a pretty good song. So, it's not too bad that they just did this but like it's just basically thriller what do you want from me it's it's just thriller <laughs> i can't i can't say anything about this song because everything said about this song applies to thriller and you either like thriller or you don't like thriller and who doesn't like Thriller, to be honest? How many times did I say Thriller just then? So, like, I mean, I guess I could point out one thing I like about the animation. That is, like, before the chorus, uh, the wolf version of Russell is in the shadows. And then he comes out uh, of the shadows to scare Sunil and Vinny. And I guess I also like the wolfified designs of all of the characters as well. Oh, goodness. We're almost an hour into this, and I still have, like, four songs left? Yeah, okay. So, luckily, this next one's pretty short. It's uh, my new tale from uh, uh, Frenemies. So, let's get to it. I'm sporting my top hat, I'm straightening my bow tie, and wearing my brand new tail. Whoa! Well, this is a short song. But, I mean, it's, it's fun, I guess. It's lively, at least. It's light, 
jazzy. I don't know. It's not like jazz jazz. It's like pop jazz, I guess. Or early jazz. I don't know. Maybe musical jazz. Because it feels very, like, show tuney. But, like, I don't know. It's just fun seeing Vinny dance to this style of music. So, I guess that's it for that. It's still fun. I like it. But, I mean, there's not much to it. So... I, I guess that's it. So the next song is uh, the Lost and Found box song, which, oh boy, I could take 10 minutes or an hour even describing that, but I'm not going to. I'm just gonna try my best to limit what I say, because I did say a lot in the original episode, but, you know... This is for the songs. So let's see where this goes. There's always something waiting there. First, a brick, a lock of hair, accordion, and eight track tapes. Somebody didn't eat these grapes. But that's not it, not even close. This chewing gum is kind of gross. Hey, someone lost a funky tie. Come on, there must be more inside. The lost and found box. The lost and found box. Get over here. No need to fear. The lost and found box. Okay. It might not seem too weird. But remember, in the context of the show, this just happens. Like, instantly (laughs) happens. Like, I think, honestly, that's where, like, 90 or so percent of, like, the weirdness... No, not 90 percent. What am I thinking? Like, it's where a lot of the weirdness of this song comes from. That it just happens but like now that we're just talking about songs and not episodes entirely it's still a weird song but it is also a very fun song you know yeah i guess it's in the fun category so like just listing the things that are in the lost and found box is fun in itself but then there's the added benefit of the music which makes it at least 10 times better ah man i don't even know like what else to say this is just like this is just fun but dumb and unexpected and uh you know I don't think it's, like, the worst song on the soundtrack or in the series or whatever. But, like, when you're not expecting it, it's something else entirely. So, two songs left to go. Both of them from Summertime Blues. First up, uh, Stay Here Forever. So... Let's get going. Inseparable, that's what Blythe and me were. Actually, I think she and I were closer. Was it me? Something that I said? Did I joke too much about her giant head? Take me for a walk. Oh, just stay here forever. So, this is a power ballad, and honestly, it's a pretty good one. I don't think I've had a bad thing to say about a song so far, except maybe Lost and Found Box, but that's because that song is just weird. But you know, this song. It's it's a sad song, making it the second song in the series to be sad. And this is just, like, 
more impactful, I guess, because it's like everyone. But I will say the Sorry song is a bit sadder, mainly because uh, there's still jokes in this song. There's like them vying for Blythe's uh, affection. There's uh, Sunil blaming Russell and Sunil saying he's closer to Blythe than uh, Penny is. Like, there's some funny moments in this. But overall, it is a sad power ballad song. And it's a pretty good one at that, you know? Like, again, I like how they harmonize. And, uh, like, I like the recording studio aesthetic for this song. And, yeah, it just fits. And... It makes everything funnier, but also a bit sadder, and it plays up both aspects of the song, so I guess that does it for this. So, the last song that we're dealing with is It Won't Be Long. So, let's get to it for the final song of season one. Here we go. And it seems that So, this is an interesting one. Stylistically, I think it is fitting in the universe of Littlest Pet Shop. But at the same time, like with the singer being, you know, not a cast member, it feels distant a bit. It feels like they just took an existing song and used it for this, but they didn't. They just, like, made this song that sounds modern-ish. I don't know, five years ago is modern, probably, but it it feels, like, really well done, though. Like, like I said, this feels like a different person like this feels like an actual song that you could hear on the radio I mean you can hear Thriller on the radio but that's not what I mean this feels like just I don't know it it just it like the mood and the scene it plays over is really good and honestly this is just beautiful in a way but it is a tad odd that like it feels both in and out of universe so that is it for the songs of season one. So tune in next time for our third and final bonus episode, which I will be putting out later this week because next week I start a job and honestly, I just want to get like season two on that wavelength and not have to deal with like figuring out stuff when I have uh, an episode released on a schedule and then refigure out a schedule so uh look forward to that where i will be doing a lot of things but one thing i need to do now is uh thank someone i guess um i didn't i didn't do this at the top of the thing like i did last time but I mean, better late than never, 
I, I got a second comment on my Twitter. Um, <clears throat> and uh, this one's something else. Like, the, the first comment was lovely and nice. Okay, but this one is from at Aunt Christie LPS. And she says, Thank you for making a podcast for LPS. I must, however, make a correction. And then in all caps, I am not a mutant. I am the queen of freaking darkness, and all shall bow before me. Demon emoji, six emoji, six emoji, six emoji, fire emoji. So, um, I guess all hail? But I will offer this rebuttal, Aunt Christie. Maybe in this universe, you are the queen of darkness. Or in this timeline, and you've traveled to a different timeline, on a different timeline, the one the show takes place on, you're a simple mutant. But because you're the queen of freaking darkness, you can travel between... Uh, like timelines or dimensions or whatever. And hey, I, you're, I did say your power was like space manipulation. So it makes sense that you would be more powerful in this form where you have became the queen of darkness. So we can have it both ways. Hopefully. Please don't smite me. So, that will be it for this episode. Please remember to like and comment on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go in there. Jamming out to some of these tunes, if not all of them. Thank you. Howdy do, howdy do, I like to skip in a circle with you. Howdy do, howdy do, rainbows are nice and so are you. Howdy do, howdy do, I like to skip in a circle with you. Howdy do, howdy do, rainbows are nice and so are you. Howdy do, howdy, howdy do. Howdy do, I like to skip in a circle with you. Howdy do, howdy do, rainbows are nice and so are you. Pure magic. <laughs>